an update on the streaming wars and how to stay connected. Welcome to Working Girl Talk. Hi everyone, welcome back to Working Girl Talk. I'm so grateful you're joining me today. Hope you are well during this time. We're gonna have a pretty quick episode today. I already recorded the episode and then realized my mic wasn't on and then my software kicked me out so I want a different software. So if you're having any struggles today, know that you are not alone. <laughs> but really want to get this out there still and not have to skip a week and get some inspo and positivity. So welcome to a bite-sized version episode today where we're just going to be talking about some ways to connect online because I know that's something super important right now. And then all throughout the month of May, we will be doing interview episodes. So those will be like the longer, more juicy filled episodes. So I'm excited to share those with you. We've had some awesome guests. I've been hitting the ground hard with these Zoom virtual calls. So hopefully you enjoy them. And I'm really excited for you to hear all the stuff that my guests have to say. And I cannot wait to share some of them with you to all of them, honestly, all of them. So let's dive right into this week's news. First up, Search Engine Journal in a more strange update to Google, they released that Google is now letting users know when the results they're seeing are lower than average quality. So Google's trying to be transparent with us, I guess. So if you um, type something and Google is not quite able to match the search to the relevant results, it will now give you a little disclaimer at the top saying, it looks like there aren't great matches for your search. And for some queries, if it has a suggestion for you, to get better results, it will tell you. So in the example Google provided, it said, try using words that appear on the page you're looking for. For example, cake recipes instead of how to make a cake. So Google is trying to help us out. I, I don't know how to feel about it exactly. I feel like it's kind of like weird, like Google, don't tell me what to do. But if it's a better search experience, maybe it'll be good. So we'll see. Next up, TechCrunch. Facebook introduced this week a new feature that is aiming to make it easier to see who's behind a post published across Facebook and Instagram. So they said they will now display the location of the Facebook page or the Instagram account with a large audience on every single post it shares. So the end users have a better understanding of how reliable and authentic the account is. So they are going to be rolling this out to increase overall transparency, but it will initially launch in the U.S. only. They did show a picture example, and it just says like posted from Brazil or published from Brazil or this account is from Brazil, something like that. But you'll know now know where the account is, which typically I think people say where they are anyway, but... Um, I think it's kind of cool, like maybe, so then I guess you'll be able to see if somebody's lying about where they are. So cool. <laughs> we'll see how that looks. Always interesting to see a new update. Next story. I wanted to talk about the streaming wars, the street, get, a, get you guys a good streaming update because this is something I've talked about a lot, but I haven't talked about it in a while. So let's talk about the streaming wars. So first up, let's talk Netflix. So Netflix has added in a report released by The Verge this past week, Netflix has added 15.8 million subscribers, more than double the 7.2 million they were expecting. Netflix now has 182 million subscribers worldwide, but they did also release a letter to stakeholders about a tough road ahead possibly. So not maybe not this year, but for the next next fiscal year, maybe some downwards, things like that, just because it is such a strange time. But as of right now, um, they are growing like crazy. 
And also on that note, The Verge also released this interesting article that the net, that Netflix is actually confident enough for content to last all throughout 2020 without having to move around anything. And the company's chief content officer, Ted Sarandos, said, our 2020 slate of series and films are largely shot and are in post-production stages and locations all over the world. And we're actually pretty deep into our 2021 slate. We don't anticipate moving the schedule around much and certainly not in 2020. So pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool that Netflix does work so far ahead. And that's actually something that makes them different because they release seasons all at once. They kind of have to work ahead. So they get seasons all at once. They're not dragging it out. So it actually worked out pretty good for them right now. When studios are closed, you can't really go film things. So it actually worked out for them. And they said they'll have content for us all throughout the year. So that's pretty good. And then depending on how long this lasts, hopefully not the whole year, we can get some new content stuff for 2021 too. But I thought that was an interesting thing to know. And I think um, we're really lucky that we do have these like streaming services that do get to work so far ahead in advance. And last but not least on the Netflix front, Tiger King has already been one of Netflix's most viral shows. And it's now one of the biggest. So it's now tied with the third season of Stranger Things as the most watched show on Netflix. So they um, did note in this letter to shareholders that Tiger King was watched by more than 64 million households in its first four weeks. It's always interesting to hear stats from Netflix because they're very tight-lipped about things. But they did have, in the article, they did have another piece of good trivia about the most watched show um, on Netflix. You ready for it? Dun, 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 dun. The Witcher was watched by 76 million households, making it the most watched first season of television ever for Netflix. I've never seen it. I'm more of like a comedy gal, but there you go. Most watched show. So maybe it's pretty good. Maybe we'll have to watch. On the Disney Plus front, The Verge reported that Disney Plus has surpassed 50 million subscribers up more than 22 million since they released stats two months ago. So pretty, pretty big increase in the past two months. And this um, can be attributed to they did release internationally. So now UK, India, Germany, Italy, Spain, Austria, a lot more places have Disney Plus. And a content update from Disney Plus on Star Wars Day, May 4th, they will be releasing a new show that is kind of like a docu-series about the making of the Mandalorian series. So if you're really into Star Wars, if you're really into Mandalorian, that could be a good time. And Peacock is now released, but if you're a Comcast, Xfinity, X1, and Flex customer. So the real Peacock streaming service actually goes available to non-Comcast people, so to everyone, on July 15th. So they originally were timing it in July to align with the Summer Olympics, but now that's not happening. So we'll see what else they do to kind of like celebrate the launch for it and kind of entice people to join. So and Comcast and NBC Universal are partnering on this, as we know. So the Peacock, kind of like that NBC Peacock logo, all that good stuff in one place. <laughs> and um, something I thought was interesting that the article pointed out is that Comcast, just because they're getting into the streaming game, doesn't mean the company is pivoting away from cable. So get you a company that can do both. So that's what they're going to be doing. So at the end of the day, they still want people to sign up for cable and that's how they profit. But they, the streaming service, they're looking more of it as like an add-on. And I believe this is the one that the office will eventually go to when Netflix's deal with them is up. 
up, which is so sad because I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I don't really know anything about Peacock as a streaming service. So maybe there's some good stuff on there. I have no idea. But if all the NBC shows like The Office and Parks and Rec go on there, that is pretty enticing. Last but not least, we have Quibi. So I haven't really talked about Quibi too much, but Quibi is the new streaming service that provides Hollywood quality mobile shows. So on your phone in quick bites, Quibi, that last 10 minutes or less. So they have shows like Chrissy's Court, that show where Chrissy Court kind of does a Judge Judy, Judy thing. They have that show with Tyler Cameron making the fancy dog houses. So there is some like fun stuff on there. I don't know... I don't know. Cause at first I'm like, eh, I don't know if I'd pay for something like that, but that's kind of like YouTube. I mean, YouTube videos like 10 minutes or less, but I mean, I guess I don't pay for YouTube. So I don't know, something interesting to think about. If you end up joining Quibi, let me know. I think they are doing a free trial right now. Um, but on their day of their first release, uh, like at their launch earlier this month, they did have a crash so that kind of set them back a little bit, but they're not the first ones to have that happen. Disney plus crashed on its first day too. So still, there's ways to bounce back and I think they are. So they have like a lot of like famous people in the shows on their platform. So I'm sure they do well. And let's dive into our working girl topic of the week in this little bite-sized episode of working girl talk, staying connected virtually. It's super important and something we really need to be mindful of right now because it's super easy to just get into your house huddle into that TV mode and not talk to anyone, which is not healthy and it's not good. So you really need to remember to stay connected to people. And luckily there are a variety of ways that we can do that, thankfully. So I'm going to go over some tech tools and then some actual communities that you can be a part of. So tech tool wise, we all know FaceTime and Zoom. Those are great tools that I just wanted to bring up because I didn't realize, I thought everyone was using Zoom, but I actually talked to someone the other day who was like, oh, I actually don't know how to use Zoom. That's not my thing. So, But Zoom's actually a great tool if you are wanting to maybe host like a group chat that FaceTime can't, like there's not enough people for. So make sure to schedule stuff like that into your daily routine or kind of act to that sense of normalcy. So if you originally were going to go out to dinner with a friend, call them during dinner, something like that, just so you can stay connected. But another app that's really cool is called House Party. A friend introduced that to me. And it's kind of like FaceTime, but you can do it with multiple people. And there are games on there that you can play. So you can play like heads up while you're talking to each other. And you can draw, send emojis. Like it's just a lot more interactive. And then Slack. Slack has been something that my work uses. It's kind of like an instant messaging tool if you don't know. But it's been super helpful to stay updated work-wise, but also just connected on like a connection level and it's been super fun. You can send gifts on there and just like if you are using Slack for work, just make sure to check in on your coworkers. Hey, how are you doing today? It doesn't have to just be work stuff. Um, just make sure to check in on people too. And last but not least on the tech front, I think I keep saying last but not least today, <laughs> On the tech front, there is a cool um, extension. If you have an iPhone in your iMessage keyboard, you can get a gaming little app. So you know that top of the keyboard where it has like the GIF sign, it has like the Apple Pay sign, all those like little icons. You can do a gaming one there too from Arcade Pigeon. So look that up and that'll explain the whole process. But basically you can text people games. So you can like text somebody like and it's text. So it can be somebody in another state, all that good stuff. 
and play games with them. So there was like a basketball one and anagrams one. Like it's just, it's pretty fun and you can play crazy eights on there. My family, we've been playing a game of crazy eights. So if you really like need something to do or want to feel connected to people, it feels like you're playing a game in the same room. So it's pretty fun and never thought I'd say that because I'm not a gamer person, but it's a good time. <laughs> and let's talk about the community side of things. So luckily in the social media era, I know we have our ups and downs with social media, but I've actually noticed I am feeling more connected to my community and to other communities on social media because I'm taking that extra effort. It's like, I want to talk to people now. Not that I didn't before, but like you feel like, so like, oh, I want to talk to people. So you're commenting more, at least I noticed I am. Or if somebody has a funny story, I'll actually respond and then it turns into a conversation. So I think that has been really cool. So if you aren't doing that, try to do that. And you'll, I think you'll see like how much more people are willing to connect and bond over things now and just to have this community on social media. So don't write social media off right now, but also be sure to be mindful of who you're following and what you're consuming, all that good stuff. But there are some cool communities out there that I wanted to shout out. So formerly Dames Collective, they now have rebranded to Level. So they have different chapters all over the United States that are like women's networking groups. And each month they have a speaker and networking events. But with all this digital stuff, they actually have moved their events to a digital online platform, which is pretty cool. So search level, there's like level Phoenix, level San Diego, all that. Um, but because it's digital, you can probably get in on some of their more general ones too and attend these cool sessions with like fabulous women speakers and networking opportunities, but all from a virtual standpoint. So you can still stay connected while also like staying safe in your house. And I wanted to also shout out Create and Cultivate. They are famous for their events, but obviously we can't do that. So they've pivoted to an online event coming up on May 2nd called the Money Moves Summit. So it's all about getting your finances in order as a business owner and empowering you to do so. And it looks super cool. I'm, I'll am i be in attendance. I don't know the layout, like if you'll see the people in attendance, but if you go, I will be there. Send me a mental hello. <laughs> and... um. It'll be pretty cool because it's all digital, but just things like that. And they also have a membership you can sign up for that you do get more um, like community items from them and stuff like that. But there are communities out there pivoting to digital environments. So if there is, it's hard to point out exactly ones because I know we're all in different locations, but just look it up because your local bar studio, your local cycle studio, like all the, all the places like that where they have classes, most of them are pivoting to offering virtual classes, which that is awesome because it keeps your body healthy and your mind because you're seeing people and interacting. So just really be mindful of it. That's the whole point of this episode today. Just be mindful that you're still interacting and talking to people. And if you don't have anyone to talk to, DM the Working Girl Talk account, say hi, I'll say hi, it'll be great. And just make sure you're staying connected. That's the big moral of the story today. So hopefully some of those are helpful to you. Make sure you're cultivating your own community on social media and reaching out to people you feel like need it. And that is it. So just a quick bite-sized episode today. Remember to stay connected. Hopefully those ways will help you do it. And um, I'm so excited for May to release all these awesome episodes. They will be long, wholehearted, just like full power episodes all throughout May with these good interviews. So I'm super excited. My Friday favorite today before we go are these, it's a little nerdy of a Friday favorite, but these post-it notes, they are the perfect size. I found them at Office Max. They are a one and three eighths inch 
by a one and seven eighths inch and they are perfect and they are beautiful. So they are the World of Color Cape Town collection. And I know it's weird, but they are the perfect size. And I think we're all trying to adjust to this home office setup right now. And they are perfect. They're about like a third of the size as a normal post-it note. And they're a little bit longer, kind of rectangle shape. Amazing. Perfect for my little office setup and just staying organized. So get some colorful post-its. And if anything resonated with you today or in any past episode, please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Reviews help the podcast grow. Thank you so much to everyone who has left a review. It means the world. And I'm super excited to launch into our May full of interviews. Thank you so much. I will see you next week.